Marxist jam. Itchy gitchy boujou boujou. Bougie bougie. Bougie bougie. Bougie bougie bougie. Bougie bougie. Well, there there is a there is a song. I don't know who the artist is. We're live, but by the there's way. A, like an emote on Fortnite that has like you know I'm a savage, and one of the lyrics is bougie ravage. So bougie I'm, bougie. I'm not sure. The bougie. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is the worst conversation I've ever come into without context. It's okay. It's, it's all okay. Right. We're just uh, we're just talking. We're talking this pronunciation. Is a where we're talking about what we're going to do. Non-French word of of English bastardizations of French words. How's everybody doing? I'm getting by. Nice Labor Day weekend. Labor Day, the office pizza party of holidays. That's being generous. A little bit. It's a day. Did you off. just like come out of the shower? Your hair is like. I, I did shower, yeah. and yeah, it's very nice. It's still got some moisture to it. It'll stay like that if I put product on it. I have like uh, argon oil. I always want to call it Aragon oil, but Aragon is not. It's, Aragon. Even though it looks like he used that as well. That would be pretty cool, but I imagine you have to like go through a whole bottle if you wanted to like run product through your hair. No, it's it's not that bad. If you get it wet, it's good, but it doesn't it doesn't maintain. It does exactly what you what you're saying it does. Yeah, it dries out very very fast. Yeah. Gomer and his split ends, they're amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh so hey everybody. Oh, where the hell did the lid go? I think we're going to talk about well, segment one. I watched something, but I'm sure you jokers are going to talk about Shang Chi. Shang. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. It's it's. Well, we'll it's talk about definitely it. Definitely going to be. It's definitely in the top ten Marvel movies. If wow, <laughs> I liked it. Just so weird to say, you know. There's so many Marvel movies. Now. There's so many. There's like 25 uh, Marvel movies, but this thing is like I would put it like maybe in the top five. This was well, actually we'll talk really about good. Uh, I didn't see it. I'll see it in a month and a half. Uh, we're and the only news is really those eight new tentpole titles from Marvel, and then we'll talk what if, and women in refrigerators. Have probably the most disgusting food news is I've that, ever had. That's a oh wow, that is right? Something. I know it's gross. Yeah, oh. fridging got coined by uh, Green Lantern when Kyle Rayner's girlfriend got stuffed into a fridge. Yes. Gail Simone, yeah, did it, and then yeah, that's how she named it. Uh, there's a whole website of that. It's pretty good. Uh, we do have like a moment of Walmart but women damn, in fridges. We may just skip it again because I don't know where Adam Normal's been. You, sh- you might have to let go of that dream, man. I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Man. We haven't heard hide nor hair out of Adam. We'll at least talk about one of the Transformers books uh, later on. But, yeah, that's it. Anything else? Anybody got anything? Uh, Joe Bennett got canceled. Uh, oh, yeah. He got a yeah. publicly distanced from by Al Ewing and everything. Yeah, don't I don't know, man. That's a, a kind of a crazy one. I get it. But yeah, I mean, there's his run with Hulk. It's over. You know the landmark well, comic book run you have. It's already this that image that he was whining about came out in 2017. Just, it is I, true at this point a that weird timing. I can't say we can't say for sure, but it, it's hard not to notice that he's publicly distancing himself when it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. When they are done working together, yeah, it's a little weird. It, uh, that does seem weird. I I, I haven't it, heard that, that might not have anything to do with it. it oh yeah, it might, might not, but it just but seems yeah. I mean, the timing is what bring it, it is. Up. Though, you know? Yeah, it's hard not to mention it along with the fact that he posted some crazy art. But anyway, blah, whatever. Joe Bennett will be talked about later on, though at least in passing. Um, Jeff Lemire did make the move over to Substack. 
you can subscribe to all these jokers for free too. It's not bad to, you know, just to keep up with them, but he's moving some of his black hammer stuff over there and he's got another book announced, but that book's not going to drop for like two years. It's like a 500 page graphic novel he's working on, but we'll talk more about him uh, next week for sure. And tomorrow night on the preview show, but any other news? I think that's enough. Those eight Marvel books. That is plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Those eight Marvel books are going to take some time. Uh, Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. It certainly does suck. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, excellent. My plan is to get really drunk tonight and sleep most of the day tomorrow. Another episode of This Geek in Comics, our Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! I am Gomer with me as usual, aka David Taylor. Uh, I don't know where uh, Adam Normal is. He's been MIA for a couple of weeks. I hope he's all right. Thinking about you, man. Hope so too. And Jules, uh, I keep talking to him. He says he's going to try to come back, but I'll message him again this weekend. How's everybody going? How's y'all's week? It's been a shitty week. It always is in this my, crazy Both of my parents week. have COVID now. Oh, no. Well, man, thoughts with them. That sucks. They, that they, sucks. My father had it, like, or got it last weekend, and my mother got uh, was had a positive test Friday. Mm. But the difference is, is my father was not vaccinated, and my mother was. Oh, that's, that so, sucks. Well, I mean, it's worth reiterating that the vaccine does not keep you from getting COVID. It keeps you from yeah. dying from COVID. Yeah, it keeps you from that, getting symptoms and getting yeah, sick her, from it. Compared, yeah. compared to my father, her symptoms are significantly less, but they both went for, they yeah. went for that antibody in transfusion. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. And it's been a day, and they both seem to be doing much better now. Good. Yeah, Good. but like the virus doesn't just get instantly disintegrated the second no. it enters your body. It's yeah. just that your immune system can fight it off way, way better. Once yeah, I blame the movies. I blame the movies for that. Yeah, but it was just, you know, but it, you know, my father was pretty much anti-vaccine, anyways, to begin with, and sure. my mother was like, you know, I have all these, I have, you know, all these uh, symptoms. I have high hypertension and stuff, so I, I'm getting the vaccine. <laughs> so good for her. It, it's been, a, it's been a significantly marked. Up, you know, between suffering one with a vaccine and the suffering one without a vaccine, it's unsurprisingly different. That sucks. Uh, I watched this cool thing on Netflix called Untold Crime and Penalties. It was this crazy story of a hockey team, a minor league hockey team, owned by a mafia guy, and he put his son as the general manager of the team. So it became like this WWE hockey. It was rad, dude. But you guys want to talk about? Well, 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 isn't that like most sports teams nowadays are owned no. by mafia figures? Gomer like was right. I don't care about talking about that. So yeah, yeah, let's move on. About that. Yeah. All right. um, yeah. But yeah, this was pretty good. Really um, good. Very I only good. saw Very it a few things. hours ago. So um, I always like to let things kind of, you know, gestate in the back of my mind for a little while before I sure. try to put them in a ranking. But this was a really solid entry into the MCU uh, library. 
Um, it's the first time probably since Black Panther that we've been introduced to a entirely new corner of the MCU. And from that perspective, they really do a great job. The um, sort of mysticism and bringing in a lot of like elements of Chinese mythology into the proceedings worked really well. They knocked that part um, out of the park, I think. And, you know, this being mostly a Kung Fu movie, the fight scenes were really well choreographed. They oh, did yeah. have that thing where, like, the first one was probably the best one, where, like, the one on the bus was probably the best one overall. But there were a lot of really fun set pieces, like fighting on scaffolding outside of a building. Yeah, I saw um, a yeah. nice clip of that, yeah. Yeah, he had a cage fight with his sister. And, of course, in the trailer, you already saw Wong fighting Abomination. Fun. Spoiler yeah, alert. That, that was actually... that. Okay, so, spoiler alert. That was actually... Um, a bit of a ringer situation where apparently Wong and the abomination, um, our buddies, yeah, split the take. Um, yeah. fun, fun, but yeah, um, it, yeah they, they were just at a fight club. I, they never really explained why Wong was there. I guess he's just earning money for that, uh, sanctum upkeep. Well, hey, whatever. well, well, when you, when you watch, <laughs> when you watch one of the other fights in the cages, there's a guy was ex- the, uh, that exterminatus, exterminus, exterminus, extremist. extremist. Yeah. Extremist. There was, one of those guys was fighting against, um, I forget who, and I, I didn't recognize who that other person was, but yeah, he was getting his ass kicked by her. Fun. So yeah, but it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nice Easter eggs in this movie. And like Taylor said, it is a great introduction to a new character in a new corner of the Marvel MCU. Uh, and yeah. it, it had, it, uh, we've talked about this before, like, you know, Marvel movies or the MCU movies follow a formula. And this most definitely was the Marvel uh, MCU's version of a Kung Fu movie. Oh, so it's just yeah. That's what I've I been mean. Hearing. At this point, go in expecting them to follow certain beats. Yeah, that's the thing people complain about the most of the MCU. It doesn't bother me at all. If it's going to bother you, then yes, it's almost certainly going to be not just in this movie, but every movie they're ever going to make. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. It's, it's and I old. don't care. It's yeah, fun. I, I don't have they a beat execute. with that. It's a, great, it's a great way to introduce yeah. people to to the characters in a familiar setting. Execution is always more important than whatever tropes they choose to use. Every movie has tropes. Yeah. Every movie you uh, will ever see. So you guys were talking about, uh, and and Taylor said it might be a little bit early for him, but I mean, just preliminary. Dave put it top 10 Marvel. Um, I've been hearing that from a lot of people. Some people putting in top five. You know, those same people put the Spider-Man MCU movies up there too, but. It's going to be different for everyone. It's pro- it's sure. I would I can say pretty confidently it's not my top five. I'd have to think a little bit before I'd put it in my top ten. It's definitely top half though for sure. Yeah, it's, it's Even, definitely top tier. Yeah, middle of the road MCU is still better than most. You know. True. I mean, I guess also take that with a grain of salt that I think even the quote unquote bad MCU movies are still pretty good. Yeah, and I have lowered expectations for these movies. You know, I don't. Lower I mean, my favorite, my favorite ones are are the Winter Soldier and Black Panther because they're actually saying stuff. A lot of these movies to me don't really say much, you know. But that's that's okay. They're supposed to be entertaining, and they entertain. I just prefer my fiction to have a, a few more layers to it. But uh, there's nothing wrong with you know going and just having a good time. And uh, this movie, you know, this definitely movie is follows a good through time. on the representation without me even having to see it. You know, which was. Uh, at least see Mulu's, you know, goal with the whole thing. And I'm yeah, a of, I'm a big fan of his through, you know, other none stuff. of us are qualified to talk about how well they pulled exactly. that off. But um, the, everyone involved definitely comes from a position of authority to 
depict that on screen. So take that for what you will, I guess. Cool. Well, let's get into the news. And now here's Goma with the news. And it is a huge, huge, huge Marvel week. Uh, Last week was Marvel's 82nd birthday. Happy Uh, birthday. Day. Man, Don't. if it ain't divisible Don't. by five, get out of here with that shit. You know? Yeah, I know. It was their 82nd <laughs> birthday. Yeah. Going back to the release of Marvel Comics number one uh, by Timely, and they announced eight new books dropping later this year uh, and the first part of 2022. And yeah, there's technically only seven, but we'll get to that. Uh, first one Devil's Reign, Chip Zdarsky, Marco Cicchetto, uh I think it's Daredevil. Oh, it's definitely Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, shift. I think Sidarsky, it's Daredevil. That's the Daredevil me? Of course, Devil font. That looks like the Daredevil. It even Devil looks like the Daredevil logo. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. not the DD. It's the DR. Yeah, but it um, looks very similar. Yeah, but this is supposed to be a huge deal. All hell breaks loose in the Marvel universe as the Kingpin finally declares all-out war on the heroes in Devil's Reign. Uh, they set the stage in their Eisner-nominated epic. Zdarsky Chichetto far-reaching crossover event finds Mayor Fisk outlawing all superheroes in New York and unleashing intel on all their dark secrets while pitting Daredevil, Elektra, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, and many more against his Thunderbolts, which we saw in uh, King in Black, which was very good. So, yeah, this is going to be cool, man. This is a lot of work. You know, to get all this together, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of tie-ins for this. Uh, my interest is probably at eight. You know, I've been a fan of the Daredevil run for a while. So I have not been reading the Daredevil run, this which Daredevil is my run mistake, is really good. honestly. I probably should go back and be checking that out. But um, Chip Zdarsky, regardless of context, gives you a solid maybe, you know, exactly. no matter what. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm sure this will be quite good. Dave, anything on, on Devil's uh, Reign? I've been following the Daredevil series of Sadarsky's so Daredevil. So I'm in. Moving on. Avengers Forever. Aaron and Cooter. Uh, Marvel Comics Avengers Forever pulls together archaeologist Tony Stark, a.k.a. the invincible Ant-Man, and Avengers from across the multiverse to bring order to timelines where, quote-unquote, hope is a four-letter word. Jason Aaron, Aaron Cooter was in an all-new series that will redefine the Avengers as the multiverse's mightiest heroes. Uh, isn't this just uh, a Loki Exiles? Spin-off? This is Exiles with Avengers instead of X-Men, right? Um, yeah, basically, sounds like Pretty it. Much. I'm okay with that. It's weird that DC literally has this same exact thing going on right now. Uh, but you know Marvel's going to do it better. Yeah, I, Marvel will probably do it better. Uh, it's Jason Aaron, so yeah. Yeah, Jason Aaron. It sounds Aaron, fun as hell. It sounds just yeah. fun. That does sound right in his wheelhouse. I mean, that's what Jason yeah. Aaron does. He writes fun shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Me too. Dave, Avengers Forever. Forever! Uh, I may pick up the first issue to see what it's about. You won't. Timeless. Jed McKay, Kev Walker, the aforementioned Joe Bennett, who my prediction is will be off of this book possibly by the end of this sentence because of the shit that happened last I week. I want to be at all surprised. Uh, and Mark Bagley. Uh, the future of the Marvel Universe is here and Timeless is where it all begins. Uh, if you'll remember, they had those Timeless variants last year. and I think I actually don't remember that. Yeah, it was uh, 
yeah, they were pretty good. You know, different characters. Uh, Alex Ross, they were pretty good. Uh, but this is going to be one of those one-shot sort of big book deals. You know what I mean? Where it's, it's all kinds of stuff happening just in this one book where all the things going on are going to, you know, tease stuff coming on later. Uh, but when a threatening new timeline emerges, Kang the Conqueror must fight his way through the coming year to protect the main 616 timeline he's worked centuries to solidify as his own. Jed McKay, Kev Walker, Joe Bennett, Mark Bagley, and more provide a first look at what's coming to the Marvel Universe in 2022. So there you go. I don't know about that one. I, I got to know more. You know what I mean? I just don't. It's, it's, it sounds I like, like Kev Walker. I like Mark Bagley. And Joe Bennett is a good artist. And I'll just stop sure. at that. Yeah. Um, I don't trust Jed McKay as much. I mean, he's 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 a solid writer. But, like, he's not, like, he he's definitely. Yeah, he's definitely the least of the three that have been mentioned so far. Yeah, for sure. Uh, m- moving on, because Dave don't give a shit about that book. No, I don't. Uh, probably the book I'm the most excited about. Um, House of X and Powers of Ten ushered in the first Krakoan Age of the X-Men. Now Marvel Comics X Lives, is, or is it Ten Lives of Wolverine, and X Deaths of Wolverine, or is it Ten Deaths? I assume I- Ten just because it sounds stupid to say X lives. <laughs> I know. We'll test the best there is at what he does before any mutant can survive to the second Krakoan age. Percy, Kassara, Vicentini tell two interlock tales about what happens to Wolverine when his past meets his future. Uh, this is the one I'm most interested in. Because yeah. Um, I think this has to do with Moira's 10 lives. Uh, if might- you remember, Wolverine was there pretty much at every point. You know, yeah, he had some. Shit. He killed her in at least two of the timelines we saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, by her own behest in both of them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Benjamin Percy's Wolverine run has been really good. So regardless of like the greater um, Krakoan context here, I'm sure that this will be of similar quality to what we've seen so far. And what we've seen so far has been really good. Yeah, uh, Inferno will be over. By the time this hits, so I'm sure this is going to, you know, stem out of there into whatever happens in Inferno. So, man, I'm stoked. This is this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Dave, don't care. I don't. But I might <laughs> pick it up. Just it sounds cool, about. man. I mean, it's Wolverine. Because I figure you guys will talk about it when it comes yeah. out. Now we'll get into some shit Dave is definitely going to pick up. Rainbow Royale, Roger Antonio's She-Hulk. Uh, of course, they're getting ready for the, the show that's coming yeah, up. Yeah, time so, to gear that shit up. Uh, Marvel comic She-Hulk from Rainbow Round, Roja Antonia, throws the book at Jennifer Walters as she tries to put her rage-filled days behind her and return to practicing law in defense of the innocent. But when a friend from her past comes knocking with a mystery she can't resist, She-Hulk gets back to bashing. Uh, so, I mean, well, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about it later, but... She-Hulk's having a moment right now in Avengers. Yeah, um, maybe this is kind of tipping the hand that her days of being like the quote-unquote more Hulkish Hulk are going yeah, to be they call her, her. The they called her something. She's the Winter Hulk right now. Yeah, but they call her... She's like been a... going by just Hulk instead of She-Hulk oh, for that's, the last that's few right, years. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe not anymore, though. I mean, Yeah, the, yeah. the whole Civil War II kind of deal, she, she pretty much became like a gray, grayish She-Hulk. Yeah, it's been sort of stemming. Ever since the Avengers run started, at least, she's been, like, bulky and talking with the bad grammar. You know, the more, quote-unquote, traditional Hulk stuff. 
Yeah. But I'm I, happy that they're going to get back to form, man. Yeah, I did not. Yeah. I did not dislike what they've been doing with her in the Avengers run. I think it's been an interesting phase for her to go through. But yeah, I do find myself missing the quote unquote classic She Hulk. Um, that yeah. Charles Soule run from a few years ago was the um, best. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I don't Javier know this... Javier Polito did yeah. the art on that. Yeah, yeah that was excellent that. stuff. But yeah. I don't know this creative team super well, but I am... She-Hulk's always a fun character. You okay. might recall she's um, Jewel, one of Jules' top five characters of all time. I know. So weird, but I mean... But she is a fun character, and I am, I am looking forward to what they come out with here. Yeah. Definitely give it a check comes out um i'm not necessarily all in like i am for some of these others yet though i would bet dave is all in on this i'm all in just because it's she hulk but nope. i'm i'm looking up actually this rainbow row <laughs> she, she seems did, to be uh, she i've read a book of hers from what it looks like young young but adult novels she has done stuff at marvel though she did yeah like, i've definitely a, read a book of hers i just can't remember what champions it, is. it was some young i'm i am looking up her stuff right team. now but the most immediate stuff that I am seeing is young adult novels. Yeah. Okay. She uh, did a run on, she did a run in 2017 uh, on runaways. Yeah. That's what it was. Runaways. And there's some, uh, I'm not sure what this is. 2019's pumpkin heads, but yeah, I'm not, know what, I'm not sure. There's no link to reference is. this. I don't know what pumpkin heads is. Either. Uh, all right. Moving on next. Fantastic Four: the reckoning war. Dan slot is joined by Carlos Pacheco and Rachel Stott. For Marvel Comics, Fantastic Four, Reckoning War, an epic over 15 years in the making. Good gravy. The original secret war of the Marvel Universe has been reignited, and every living being in reality is in danger, for we are finally at our day of reckoning. Oh, no. This looks like it's a splinter book from the current Fantastic Four run, which I have been enjoying. So I will definitely be checking this out. Although I don't really know what they're talking about as far as like 15 years in the making. Is that like back they in the beginning of Hickman's war. run? Or? They mentioned the Secret War. The they did, secret yeah. War. The, the original like Secret Wars is far older than 15 years. It's like 30 years, years yeah. old, 40 years old. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm confused by what they're talking about here. But yeah, I'll probably check this out. I mean, is there going to have some Beyonder action in here? I guess. I mean, both I the know. Secret Wars involve the Beyonders in some regard, you know? Yeah, I haven't really been keeping up with the FF this is I'm a light. This is a light pass for me right now. I think I just need to know more or get excited about Dan Slot again, and I'm just, it's hard for me to get. Excited. I've been enjoying his Fantastic Four run. This I looks know. like it's basically just that. So yeah, exactly. I'll keep up exactly. with that. So, uh, probably, probably not gonna get it because I'm not keeping yeah. up with the Fantastic. I figured you'd be a hard pass, bro. If you look next to the War, I, I don't know. Does it have like an Inhumans feel to it too? Like the. The design there. It almost looks like uh, Black Bolt's like tuning fork a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't think it's that, though. Yeah, I don't want to wager any on that, but I'd like to know more. But Ooh, it's a light early detail. And this one I'm completely on the fence with. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I was checking this out. I dropped it out after the first arc. I feel like I've regretted that since then, though. I've been hearing nothing but good things yeah. about it since. Um, this is going to be a new run, though. This is a brand yeah. new Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But Top secret creative team. Uh, does anyone want to hear my guess on who will write this book? Go for Please it. Please tell us. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, well, I mean, I guess that fits what we can see from the edges there. but And he is also producing and voice acting in the upcoming Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur animated show. Okay. 
Hmm. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know who's going to do the art on it, but it is going to be an all ages book. So I'm sure well, it's going to be an I sort of artist. I have absolutely no idea how to feel about him writing a book then, because I have no idea like what he brings to the table as a writer. He's a great actor. I've loved in a lot of the stuff I've seen, but yeah, remember, uh, I, I actually just to me watched, if he can write a comic book. You know, I actually just watched him in Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Three: Dream Warriors as Larry Fishburne, which was kind of off-putting but i feel like they didn't try too hard for his uh alias there but i love that movie uh and he's pretty good in the matrix too i don't know if you've seen that movie. Uh, oh anyway, that that little film yeah that what, little what, film. what if you pull on that one there gomer uh so yeah i'm excited for at least half of these maybe more i mean of the ones i see here um devil's reign i am certain will be good even if yeah. i haven't been reading the daredevil run so yeah. that's a maybe for me Definitely Avengers Forever. Definitely both those Wolverine books. Um, definitely Fantastic Four. And I'll probably check out the others, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm all in for all of them except The Reckoning War uh, and Moon Girl. Which, uh, yeah, if you haven't been reading the Fantastic Four run, that's probably not something that's going to, like, be a – that pulls you in, you know? Yeah, but I'm still intrigued enough to want to check them out, you know? Sure, sure. Well, Especially Moon Girl, I really want to check that out. I'm definitely on board. I think it's for time for me to give rain and she. Yeah, I think yeah. it is time for me to get back into the Moon Girl orbit here, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know if you guys read uh, Dark Ages. I think we're going to talk about it later. But man, she oh, was yeah. great in that. She was in it for like three pages. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. So that's really all of our news. Now we're going to cover what if. So we'll talk about all those books when they come out and as more information you know comes out. But. What if episode four uh, last Wednesday on Disney Plus? What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? So yeah, if we thought last week's episode was dark, man. Oh my gosh, this shit was dark, dark. <laughs> uh, basically, Doctor Strange goes crazy from not getting in a car accident and hurting his hands, but getting in a car accident and losing his girlfriend, his uh, friend Rachel, who was in the Doctor Strange movie, if you'll remember. Uh, and he basically just goes on this really weird run where he time travels from the it's, future to the it's past. It's essentially so Groundhog can... Day. It, it is kind of. It's I like thought that was honestly the best part of the entire episode was where he keeps trying over and over again in all these different ways to yeah. keep her from getting killed. But he fails every time because apparently in this timeline, that is just like a, Doctor Who. Yeah. It's a quote unquote yeah. absolute point it's in time, point in which time. it was a little hard to hear when like the ancient one was like, Oh, but if she didn't die, you wouldn't save the universe. Yes, he fucking would. We know for yeah. certain he would. That was the original movie. I know. <laughs> but, yeah. I know, man. It's. But still um, putting that aside, it actually, I think did a pretty good job then setting up where even though he is, clearly going down the bad path and you can see very clearly that he should not be doing what he's doing by the end of the episode. Yeah. It helps you get it because they set it up pretty well because he fucking tried. He tried really hard to save her life and nothing was working. So you yeah. do get why he's so desperate by the end. Yeah, I do. I get it. But it's one of those things where like you can understand without condoning, you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, well, I'm just gonna hit it. Uh, yeah, they fridge this bitch hard, hard, hard. <laughs> I mean, she died like at least a thousand times. It was like Groundhog Day, like Dave said. Uh, and yeah, it, the only reason they were murdering her over and over and over again was to push for Doctor Strange's story. 
Uh, I get it, I guess. I think it's an treat- alternate universe. But it's still, I mean, they're telling the story. I the get way it. They did. It's just, I, I would have, with all of the different choices that you could do with a what if Doctor Strange, this is the one they go with and they play it off as a love story. But then it's the story you want to tell is about a Doctor Strange who's going down a dark path and like ends up destroying everything in his own arrogance. Who the fuck else are you going to use? I mean, I guess. Are you going to use his intern who set up his playlist during surgery? That's the only other character I can think of who he had a friendly relationship with. But with that said, maybe once I got to that realization that the only way we can make this story work is if we put Rachel in the refrigerator, maybe we shouldn't do it. Because I don't know if you remember the first Doctor Strange movie. She was her character was treated terribly in that movie too. Yeah, she, she was. just takes all kinds of shit. I just thought it was fun. It's still a great show, still a great animation. I still love the episode. Uh, it's kind of weird that the ancient one like came back from from death to explain what was going on. Yeah, and I gotta say her plan was terrible. It was let's a terrible pit, plan. Let's yeah. pit vanilla Doctor Strange against a Doctor Strange with centuries more experience who's absorbed like Cthulhu, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Sumagaroth rather. But... And there were a lot of different characters. All those uh at one point Doctor Strange like sees all this stuff going on, all the black mist rising. I thought they were gonna pull from Aaron Bocciolo's run where he can see different, you know that was kind of the same deal. It yeah, was, but they, but the they didn't go crazy like, like they did in the comic, which would have been pretty uh, cool to see. But man, that would have been um, great. But yeah, I mean, he'd absorb like a garden David gnome the all gnome. the way up to Shumagarath. Yeah, so the gnome, David yeah, the gnome. <laughs> our Doctor Strange did not stand a fucking chance at that fight. Yeah, no, oh, you know, so that one. You know what else was weird? The weird shield of letters painted on his face that kept coming off. I get it for effect because you're yeah, trying to I show mean, the shield gradually going it's away. It's a way to demonstrate <laughs> it without it like just like floating in front of him or some shit. Uh, like, it just came out of nowhere. It, it, it looked like eldritch very, and all that shit. It, so it you know, very it looked very Conan the Barbarian when they resurrect him. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. sure, sword and sorcery shit is what we're going for. So yeah, sure. not a bad inspiration if that's what uh, it was. I didn't understand the. Uh, I I get like Doctor Strange had his cloak of levitation, but where did the other cloak come from? The other cloak comes. I think from it was his cloak. When it was he, all evil he, though. He, he already summoned, had his cloak by then. One of the and I guess it turned evil with him. Summoned, I don't know. One of the creatures awesome. that he summoned had a cloak, and he was like, "I won't do bugs," but he took the cloak. Oh yeah, that's right. That's true, that was, but that was like weird too. I don't know, it was, but it was he would have had weird. a cloak of his own by then. Yeah, but, but it's supposed to be weird. Well, you know he arrived. I mean? He arrived in that library with just his suit. Yeah, that's true. He was just wearing his tux or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good episode. We could poke holes in it as much as we want, but that's one of these things. That sure, we, we could have do. poked holes in every one of these episodes yeah. so far. This is definitely a just kind of flow with it. Don't worry about how like one conversation with T'Challa can get Thanos to turn away from his evil plan. Like, don't worry about like all of this stuff that doesn't really hold water because that's not the point. This is supposed to be like dumb fun. Yeah. And it was dumb fun. Uh, Not my, probably the worst episode of the bunch so far though, to be honest. That's the strong. That's the opposite of what I've been hearing from most people though. Most people thought this was probably the strongest. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan of this. It was good. You know, my favorite one is still um, T'Challa is Star-Lord, but yeah, even like, though, man, I heard a thing that ruined that today. Where did Star-Lord get his name? 
from his mom. From his mom, yeah. So that so made, T'Challa would have never gotten that name. It would that have never makes come up. no sense. I it mean, I guess no if he's like, I guess if he's like a space-based prince, I could see it evolving <laughs> yeah, out of maybe, that. Maybe I don't know. Again, don't worry. Exactly. About it. Yeah. If you pull the curtain away too far, you're just gonna, you know. His name was Star Lord because that was poking fun at the original continuity where, yes. like, the other guy was Star Lord. Exactly. That's the whole reason. If you want an in-universe reason, no, you're probably no, not going to find one. It. You're not getting it. Yeah, <laughs> to quote so, Ian Malcolm, life finds a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so good show. Continues to be good. I don't even know what next week is, and I kind of like that. I kind of like going Yeah, I books. am avoiding as long as I can knowing what I'm getting into each yeah. week. And even this one, just knowing the title, which is really all that they you know put out before it dropped Wednesday morning, uh, you wouldn't really know. Like you said, loses his heart. You were leaning like an Iron Man. I thought it was going to be like it. the Marvel Zombies thing. And he I thought it was going to be this, actually. Oh, really? With Rachel? Yeah. yeah I, I hadn't seen any of the any of the things, but yeah, it's cool. Maybe not her specifically, but like losing his heart, I always assumed, meant like Love. turned evil. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, all right, let's do it. Food news. Mmm, yummy. We're kind of late to this show, but they uh, they had a great run. Of when the, July is when they first started talking about this, and then it did so well, sold out. They brought it back. Yes. Oh God! Kraft Macaroni and cheese has teamed up with Van Leeuwen ice cream. That is not even something I can get at a local store. And you can get you can it's, you, they'll ship it to Thank you. Thank goodness it's, you're spared, man. I mean, this is an abomination. It is. This Gomer is, was right. This is the worst one. That I can't they even imagine seen. what this would taste like, man. I'm trying. You know what I mean with the consistency. I first heard now about it, this. Now, um, Stephen Colbert tried a bite of this on the Late Show a few months ago. Um, I remember being repulsed, and he didn't seem to care for it when he tried it. <laughs> um, this is the worst picture here. Just yeah. Just oh god. Kids, you like butterscotch? Yeah. This is what you buy to troll Butterscotch. People. No, don't compare it to that. This is way worse than butterscotch. Yeah, disgusting, man. So it is still available. I think it's 12 bucks for like a pint plus shipping. I have to pay 12 bucks a pint for this abomination. They should I be mean, paying me to eat this. It's like I mean, a gag. I can see it as like a gag gift or something. I can't see anybody saying, man, my favorite flavor of ice cream is macaroni and cheese. Flavor. Yeah, this is like We're going to give this you, out for Halloween. Yeah, this is something you try to say that you tried it. I can't yeah. imagine anyone being like, oh, man, they're going to discontinue this. No. You know? Exactly. Oh, I like the new Coke. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Oh man, it sucks. I have all this great Transformer stuff, but I have no. Dude, go ahead and do it. It's, do it. it. Get it out of your system. You need to pull the trigger on this. No, I'm just gonna delete it all. And we'll talk about it because they're not very good. There's right, one that's right. very good, and I'm gonna talk about it in top three anyway. So we're. Just oh gonna... yeah, you were wrong last week. Uh, King Grindel did in fact come out this it week. It did. King Grimlock did come out. I was very. Well, pissed Grindel, I did not get bad. a copy. I had to, God forbid, buy a digital copy. Mm. Let's do top three. And it is a solid top three this week. I am very excited. Uh, Dave, why don't you start, buddy? You don't want to? Mentions. Yes, honorable mentions. All righty. I got three honorable mentions. I'll oh, go my gosh. Quickly. Well, you better whip them off fast. All righty. <laughs> um, the first one is Almost American. Uh, I read that. <sighs> I, that was a good start. 
it's a good a start. start. It's based on a true yes. story. Good start. Yeah. Um, but it seems really interesting that uh, former Russian spies are trying to make their way to the U.S. And you know, it is. It's, it's an interesting, oh, really thing, interesting But nothing story. happened. Basically, nothing happened. CIA the meetings. The sentence you just said is all you all they give you in the first yeah. book, and it was kind of disappointing. I wanted a little bit more. Okay, but, yeah, uh, my next read. my next honorable mention is Gru meets Tarzan. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I didn't they read. they um. <laughs> two two different stories are finally coming together, and we actually get a face to face meeting between Gru and Tarzan. Oh, well, should damn well hope so if the book is called the book, yeah. Tarzan. Well, the first the first issue didn't have this. It has like it didn't have that. It had like the these two stories that were coming together and now they've come together and Tarzan is like I have never seen a creature like this because Tarzan is drawn in the in one style and Gru is drawn in Argonus's style. Well, that's fun. It's a face-to-face meeting between two different styles and like these the people who are drawn in the Tarzan styles are like what is this creature? That's fun. That's a right. fun way to handle these types of like gimmicky crossover things. Yeah. Like instead of trying to like pigeonhole one into a style that they are not meant to be in. So yeah, yeah I, I, I can appreciate that. I, I, yeah. I like this mixing of styles here, and I also like this uh, other story running through here where Sergio Argonis is trying to do the San Diego Comic Con, oh, and he fun. gets stuck in a wildlife park <laughs> overnight. He makes friends with a lion. Nice. Um, and his assistant's trying to rescue him from that park. And my third honorable mention is a book from Bad Idea called Monster Kill Squad. Uh, artwork is terrible, but... I'm going to go ahead and guess that I know exactly what this book is about, so I think we can move on. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, the artwork the artwork is, is kind of like, meh, but the, there's a lot of good dialogue and a lot of good storytelling in there. I particularly, Have you ever seen Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. Okay, it's got a vibe like that. Uh, they... they uh, but there's like a very good interaction between a killer clown and basically a uh, pencil pusher. <laughs> it's like they, they become friends, essentially. Good um, for them, you know, breaking down yeah. those barriers. Yeah. Uh, my number three uh, pick this week is Geiger number six, which uh, ends, ends the story of the glowing man in a very explosive fashion. And he lived. The dance that continues here, where he David lived. says a pick, and Gomer reacts with visceral hatred for he it. He lived. No, he, he didn't. didn't. He made it. He 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 blew a crater in the ground after he. But he was the there and with the kids again. No, he wasn't. He was. Who was that guy then with the kids? That that he dropped them off at this place. Uh, this place to get that little boy uh, uh, leukemia treated. And then he goes after the king. All right, but I, I didn't care for this. Uh, Jeff Johns has really fallen off for me. I don't. I've been trying to give Geiger the benefit of the doubt, and it's just not good. It's just not I, great. I I'm like under. It. I am under because the story ends off with uh, somebody telling the story of how Geiger, how he's called Tarak, yeah. uh, dies, and it was like Tarak is important to my friend because my friend is the girl in the story. Yeah. Uh, but can, apparently this is this has now become like it's going to be I guess an anthology or something. But uh, all set like in the Fallout. same. Yes, yeah, all set in the same post-apocalyptic. Yeah, universe. post-apocalyptic America, post-nuclear America, yeah. nuclear war America. There you go. Not bad. Uh, that, you're done, right? That, that, yeah, that's my number three. Good choice. 
I hate that book. Go ahead, Taylor. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm, I got a decent number of honorable mentions this week. I'm just going to name check them real quick. Um, okay. I enjoyed uh, Static Shock number three. It was pretty solid, good. Uh, it needs to be a good read. Um, Wicked and Hulkling um, from The Last Annihilation. Uh, it was sweet, you know the little it love was. story that they had. I um, like the back, the going to the back and comparing it to the now. It was very, very good, very good. Very yeah, well and um, Demon Day's Cursed Web, just for that sweet, sweet Peach Pomoko art. The, the story is horrible, but every page is just gorgeous. yeah. I mean, but I actually thought it was horrible. It was, it was very tropey. Yeah. Probably a little better this week, but that's you know, it's very tropey. It's just yeah. Have you read a like revenge story where the person doesn't know their own past? If so, you've read this. You've read exactly. But again, this we're here for the art. Yeah. Um, my number three this week is actually going to be uh, Batman Superman Annual from twenty twenty one. I forgot um, all about this. Good choice. Yeah, Gene Liu and Yang. Um, this is going to be kind of like a Return of the King at the Oscars type of moment where I'm mentioning like the end of it to kind of like <laughs> show my appreciation for the run as a whole. Um, yeah. It's been a lot of fun. It's consistently like steeped with like good nostalgia for like golden age comics. Um, fun it, design work. Yeah, um, we have Franco uh, Franco Vela's art on the Superman part, and we have uh, Pelletier's art on the Batman part, and we have that whole <sighs> layout where if you flip the comic over, and you know they meet in the middle. So they handled that pretty well. It's a lot of fun. Um, nice. nice. I would recommend going back and trying to collect this run if you get a chance because it was kind of an under-the-radar um, treat for me. It seems for the like last all Yang's books are under the radar, man, but they're all good. Consistently. His, I mean, super, his Superman of China was awesome, dude. And no it was, was really good. That. I mean, No one was reading that. Criminally underrated. I really enjoyed yeah. that entire run. Uh, Superman Smashes the Clan was really fun, a little miniseries yes. he put out. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Yang does some good Superman stuff, and he did some pretty good Batman stuff alongside the good Superman stuff in this run. Nice, nice. Uh, I have an honorable mention, Lucky Devil number two, Colin Bunn. Uh, this good is series. about Yeah, it's a fantastic series so far. It's only issue two. It's only four issues, but yeah. uh, dude gets possessed by a demon. He hits it exercised, but he exercises the demon but keeps the powers. Want yeah, that guy to exercise like, my demons? I mean, shit, right? that's awesome. So now he's like got his own cult, you know, his own little church, and the demon still hangs out and like is still haunting him, but doesn't have any power. So the dude, you like, bastard, you took my, my shit. <laughs> it's funny as hell, but it's like demented and twisted. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Avengers Forty Eight, but I think Taylor's going to talk about it later. Yeah, awesome. Uh, but my number three is yes, believe it or not, Transformers number thirty four. Impossible. Impossible. Finally, a fantastic issue of Transformers. Brian, what? we have a good issue you like? Yes. Uh, Animal Cova doing the art. Uh, easily my favorite issue of the series so far. Uh, most of the story is there's an Insecticon swarm that's attacking Termagax in her walking house. With that's like AI. It's like a house moving castle. Right? It's fucking awesome. Uh, and it's a, just an all-out attack, right, from the Insecticon swarm onto her and her, her house, right? It's got this great art, you know, and design where she's talking about the 13 Primes, and she's talking about some of the relics of Cybertron, and these are all from already existing, you know, mythology. 
so that's that's really what I want from my Transformers book. I don't want them to rehash. I don't want new shit. I want the illusion of new, but I still want them to be talking about all the old stuff. That's you always know. a tricky balance to hit it between, is. like, you know. But, but this one really, I think, captured that balance well. Uh, the end, you know, is Skylink showing up with the, you know, the cavalry to, to help shit out. It's also got some good stuff with Skywarp. It's got a great thing with the uh, the Sea of Rust, uh, which is full of worms that eat uh, Cybertronians. You know, so instead of sandworms, we have rust worms. Yeah, they're rust worms, uh, and the art is great. I mean, I'm showing off the art. It's you know really busy, lots going on, lots of action. Uh, but the Sea of Rust uh, and the worms there have always been a thing, but in this issue they sort of allude to the fact that it was an attack by organics who were pissed off that cybertronians were colonizing you know all of their planets and they sent them as like a, a weapon of mass destruction and i'm like man dig into that a little bit so yeah fantastic issue finally in a book that should be awesome but just hasn't been so that's the main reason it made my top three surprising uh, Dave, that's back to you for number dose, amigo. Oh, it's going to be a surprise. Wonder Girl number three. Oh, man. This it's was had... gone from the shop by the time I got there. Oh, that was... sucks. That sucks. Uh, they, uh... they mentioned that they had had to take some off the shelves for people's uh, pull boxes. So do I have to blame you for this, David? You no, piece this, of was shit? Already... this was <laughs> Yes. Because this was on my pool list. Yeah, you he's bastard. But I was told by Travis that they that a bunch of new people have uh, signed up for the shop, so you can't necessarily blame me for it. Yeah. I do. Somehow well, I do. Well, I'm not solely responsible. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's not much to say here except Eros shows up and it's uh, like and love, we, and there's like an alligator lady. Yeah, uh, the Mapinguari shows up, which is a Brazilian cryptid yes. of myth uh, mythological cryptid. Which they, I love the fact that they they uh, did it to the traditional descriptions of the Mapinguari. Yeah, uh, big cyclopsian eye, and the stomach is in the or his mouth is in his stomach. Yeah, uh, as good as that, that art is, though. Yeah, that art. The story is kind of bad. The art is bad. I, I no, I the do... art is amazing, but the yeah, story. Is... Did you just say the art is bad? He you misspoke. That my misspoke. book. From the shelf, and you're gonna <laughs> impugn the her. artwork. He, he Gomer, Gomer, Gomer kind of got me. Yeah, the story, the story is kind of blah. The art is great. Uh, I do kind of like the interaction between Artemis and Wonder Girl. That's that seems like a, a, a kind right. of that yeah. seems like a fun pairing that you don't kind of expect. Sure, sure. Um, and we learn and we learn who um, Yara's uh, benefactor is. Yeah, uh, which I won't spoil that for you. And it's it, ah, thanks. I do and hope the story is just okay. Yeah. Again, it, but you read it for the art, and yeah. holy shit, Joel Jones is just killing it with this art. I mean, it's like an assassination. Yeah. It's, it's every every it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Every Amazonian or offshoot is after this girl for whatever reason. Yeah. Well, she's like the top dog now. Now that uh, Diana's gone, right? That's what everybody's saying. Everybody wants to be top dog, but she's the one who's got all the the chosen attention. one. Yeah, all the attention. She's the chosen. Excellent choice. Can't beat that art. Thank you. Uh, I have a feeling we have the same number one, Dave. Always Taylor, good. number two. Uh, my number two is uh, Avengers number forty-eight. Yeah, excellent choice. Um, this 
we say it week in and week out whenever we talk about this run. It's dumb fun. It is dumb. It's stupid. This has been it's the so stupid. This I is love Jason it. Aaron smashing together his action figures. But yeah, um, <laughs> they do a lot with it. Here we see um, Winter Hulk here just wrecking Atlantean shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and just yeah, the red. And then, but that's a beautiful layout there. We're like, we have like above and below. And I love the way that they're making like the below all blood red and everything. And, but the bubbles are also panels, you know? Yeah. It's very well done. It's beautiful design work. Yeah. And I almost want to say that uh, Jason Aaron is just like, yeah, dude, just go to work, do whatever you want. And this yeah. is what's happening. And it's just and like, that being said, shit. though, um, I still like the way, I still like the words he's putting in characters' mouths. He has a real yeah. talent for that. Like, I really enjoyed like, blade going through where she had wrecked a bunch of vampires and being yeah. all like and he and you know black Panther's are like did she kill all the vampires and you see blade just like stabbing through a bunch of them oh yeah boss they're all dead <laughs> yeah shame. dude just perfect blade um, attitude yeah and i also a gorilla man that, in this yeah, is heartbreaking was, he was about to he was, he's who i was about to get to i don't know much about gorilla man i knew of the character but this yeah. run has been by far the most I've ever read him, and yeah, it's a he real. He does whatever a gorilla can. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, his apparently his real thing is being functionally immortal, and yeah. this book it does a lot to kind of cement like what a cursed existence he really does have, just how miserable he is yeah. living forever, and it explains why he's sort of sold out the Avengers here earlier in this run. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Uh, that's really all you can say about it. It's, it's fun. just a fun time. Yeah. It's just fun comic booking, man. It's I mean, dumb and stupid and fun. This book is definitely not too cerebral. I mean, occasionally Jason Aaron will surprise you with some surprisingly I mean, I deep shit. But I don't know if I'd say that. I'd say it's it's choose your own layer. You know what I mean? If you sure. go into this and you just want to have some fun, you can. But if you want to take a hard look at Gorilla Man in this. Holy shit. It's depressing and heart-wrenching and makes you think. Same thing with uh, Jennifer, man. She-Hulk being brainwashed yeah. and forced to do this shit. There's some depth there, too. And Gorilla Man, like, Gorilla Man is saying all this, like, really crazy shit about their, his mental state and comparing it to Jennifer's. And then it's him rowing a boat with her out into the middle of Atlantis. Yeah. Just dumb, stupid fun. I like the way you lined that, up though. next yeah. to, you know, some debt. So. Choose your layer. And Jason Aaron is better at that than perhaps any other writer where, yeah. you know, you're always in for just thrill, like popcorn movie fun, but it usually rewards your scrutiny with some really yes. interesting, like deep dives into some characters. Yeah. That's been yes. true for his Wolverine and the X-Men run. It's true for um, his Thor run, especially. And it's true here too. So. And his Wolverine and the X-Men run is one of the, best looks at mental health that I've ever seen in it, a comic book, dude. With back Hux. when I, It seems weird to think about nowadays, but back in the day when um, I was just reading one X title at a given time, his blew the others out of the water. His yeah. was the go-to place for X-Men. That was yeah. back when Bendis was doing all like the rogue Cyclops shit and like yeah. the... Like, Schism. Yeah, and like Schism the kids shit. from like the past yeah. or whatever man yeah. that seems so long ago it now, does they it stuck really around for forever way too long way too long man but although anyway. i like some of the stuff that came out of it yeah it stuck around way sure too sure long. that's been uh, this main contribution these days is putting like fun toys for other people to play <laughs> for with. other people to play with sure 
number one, or pardon me, number two for me this week. We're up to only number two. Uh, Dark Ages. That was one. my number one. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, yeah. This is my number two. Uh, Tom Taylor, Ivan Coella. Uh, this is more or less basically a zero issue. Yeah. You know, but it worked really well. Uh, uh, we're, ha- we're not ha- actually into the Dark Ages, but we find out how the Dark Ages happened. And okay, have you ever seen a show called Revolution? No. Oh, the premise of this comic yes, book when the power is Revolution. Goes out. Yes, basically I did revolution. watch Revolution. It got canceled before you ever found out what happened. Well, no, you know that the nanite, there's nanites that. The oh US my Army fucking god! Developed. I don't care. Yeah, let's not talk about Revolution because okay. this is a really big bad guy who. <laughs> the Unmaker the li- swallows black holes. Yeah, the uh, the Living Tribunal, I guess, locked him in the center of Earth for ten thousand years, and now he's back. After 10,000 years, I'm finally free. It's time to conquer Earth. But uh, he's a big techno robot trapped in the center of Earth. Uh, This is great. You know, great, Pam, just having fun with all of these characters. Uh, But at one point, Dr. Strange... Oh, that's the end. Hold on. Dr. Strange, to stop this guy, opens up a portal to another dimension, a dimension of electromagnetism to destroy this big, you know, walking giant shitty eating robot. robot with a giant electromagnetic pulse and he does it they do it they beat him but he dies before he can close the portal like the only person left out of this strike team is the invisible woman everybody else yeah. is killed everybody else gets murdered and it's actually really good uh, there are so many more pages i could yank just oh, really yeah. cool moments uh but this is a com- uh, marvel comic book fans marvel comic book okay yeah. This has nothing to do with anything going on in main continuity. And this is where Tom Taylor thrives. Uh, Injustice, Deceased, books like that is where he wins. Uh, and he's going to win with this. Uh, everything that he's built up just is going to be really cool moments, really big moments. Even in this, Giant Man is giant, right? And then the yep. electromagnetic pulse hits. He can't get s- small again. His, his switches don't work to make him small. You know, uh, Spider-Man falling from from the sky because his web shooters quit working. Uh, Great moments with May Parker. Uh, Just a lot of really, really cool shit going on here. Basically, Tom Taylor is the king of writing DC and Marvel fan fiction. That's really all you can say. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, like we've we've talked before, like this is a big what if. Yeah, essentially, that's exactly what it is. Where that's, it gets that's dark. Where Tom Taylor thrives because we yeah. have heroes and villains working together in this situation. We have a Miles Morales Venom. Uh, yeah, that's a Miles Morales Venom. I we th- have I... a steampunk powered Iron Man. Is that supposed to be an Iron Man? Oh yeah, I it think is it Iron is Iron Man. Man. And they're, an they're, Iron they're buddies Man with Apocalypse. Kind of... Yeah, but uh, this is. This, but yeah, it looks was, rad, dude. Yeah, it was it was a great read. It was it was a great read. There was a lot of stuff going yes. on in this book, and it was a great introduction to this uh, parallel. Because honestly, I thought this was going to be something completely different. I thought oh, this was really? going to be like I thought this was going to be like Dark Avengers, like something happened and the world oh. got changed. Oh but no, that would be fun too. Because when we first talked about this, we we were like, you know, where were you when the lights went out? And it's like, well, who did you who did you become when the lights went out? Yeah, that's another that, thing. Well, we I had. Mean, that, I think that's what they're saying with this. Who did yeah. you become when the lights went out? Because but I was. I, I mean, was, Miles and Iron Man and She Hulk and Beast on a team with Apocalypse. Well, Beast maybe, but uh, that doesn't seem very you know. I think that's. Uh, I don't think that's She Hulk. I think that's Cho. 
Oh yeah, that might be uh, Braun. Joe, I, Braun, I think, is what they call him. Because um, Viv died in this. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, of course, Viv died. She's a robot. Yeah, and he yeah, was there the when she died. They had a relationship, didn't that's they? That's true. Yeah, uh, somewhat. It was like an on again. But we have, game, but we have like you know, uh, Reed Richards, and I'm not sure if that's Death Strike. Yeah, uh, Lady uh, Death, Lady uh, Death Strike, Lady yeah. Death Strike. Yeah, so, I'm not I'm sure. Not, well, we're gonna find out, and that's yeah, one of the was, best things about uh, Tom Taylor when he writes. But this was it's a great. The same, it's the characters, but they're twisted, you know, yeah. and unique. And uh, I think is, that was one of my favorite parts of Injustice is you know seeing all these takes, you know, on, on those characters, but dealing I, I, from a, a a single event. I, I thoroughly like this, and I, I really like the the early interaction between Peter Parker, uh, May, and his family, Mary Jane, and May. Yeah. Because she, because yeah. <laughs> that image has been on the Twitter feeds for a while, where May Parker is on the ceiling, yeah, and they're like, you know, it was a great interaction, and we get to see just how strong this little child is. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But yeah, it was. It's a great story, and it gets dark very, very quickly, literally, literally and figuratively. Literally and figuratively. Awesome. Good choice for number one, Dave. Thank you. One book beat it for me, but Taylor's first. Taylor. Uh, my number one is going to be New Mutants, number 21. Um, this has been maybe my favorite X book since wow. the new creative team took over. Um, it, the contender right now is either that or um, Dugan's like, main X-Men book. Marauders has consistently been pretty good, too. Yeah. So, yeah, those are like definitely my top three. Uh, X-Men but, doesn't have the new X-Men book doesn't have enough uh, issues yet for me to, be it needs more of a body of work. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But um, that's a good start. Anyway, this book though, um, things are kind of coming to the head with the shadow King. I think that they have done a really good job building up this slow boil, which is appropriate for a character whose main threat is his ability to kind of like subtly change your behavior to kind of like yeah. seep into your mind. Um, it also does a good job with this group of outcast kids who, you know, don't feel at place here within Krakoa and they feel left behind by all the mutants who don't really have the problems that they have. And I think that's really handled quite well too. There's also yeah. a lot of cool action in this issue with Warpath and a bunch of his uh, students just fighting a bunch of brood because apparently yeah. brew sucks at his job, I guess. They had to, but they had um, to do like some, community service on the moon yeah they were there like plucking like acid slugs off of the <laughs> yeah, summer summer whatever so i mean weird. what yeah it's appropriately weird for a comic book though sure. especially the x-men so yeah um yeah this i guess is not a particular standout issue from this run but i do want to show this run some love because um i especially enjoyed the last panel where okay it is time to finally throw down with the shadow king Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, that was... Yeah, definitely. Uh, there is an air to this book of... There's a new society, and the kids are not all right. Yeah. And that's the theme going through. Uh, and I think they really get to it here when some of the adults find out what these kids are doing, and they're like, oh, shit. But then they tell them why they're doing it, and they're like, oh, shit. Like, it's our fault, you guys. You're the... You kids are doing this. Uh, yeah. It's... Yeah. It's fun Very to well appreciate done. like them defusing a situation. Yeah. Use your words. It actually yes. helped this time. Use your words. Perfect. Uh, yeah, good choice. Uh, Hellions was damn good this week, too, uh, by the way. 
But my number one book of the week, and man, I, I might be the only one on the panel who read it, Telepaths, number one. Uh, it's from uh, AWA, Artists, Writers, and Artisans, and it's J. Michael Straczynski and Steve Epting. That is two living legends uh, in comics. Uh, a fantastic start to what should be a really uh, compelling series. Uh, things kind of play out like a disaster movie. We meet, you know, all the main characters. We meet some of the side characters who things happen to, to sort of push the story forward. Uh, we learn about their lives, their real world drama that everyone has, only to have this spectacular event happen uh, that just compounds everything. Uh, there's the cosmic event hits the planet. Everyone passes out for a period of time, and when they see this dude passes out while he's drinking his coffee on the balcony and dies. Uh, but that happens everywhere. You know, planes are falling, trucks are crashing, you know, mayhem all over the world. But when they wake up, some folks have psychic powers. They can read minds. So this uh, is this is cosmic rays on a global scale. Yes, comic rays on a on a global scale. Again, uh, J. Michael Straczynski is a master. Uh, as is Steve Epting, uh, and together they just they weave something special here that just it just fucking works, and you're glued to the page. Uh, J. Michael Straczynski through basically through everything he's ever written. Uh, there's real world importance around this otherwise traditional sort of comic book superpowered story, uh, and this book had all of that. It really had that rising stars feel. To me, uh, I don't know if any if you guys have read Rising Stars, but you should. It's J. Michael Straczynski's, I would say, his epic in terms of uh, creator-owned work. Uh, this is awesome. I'm in for the long haul. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. Dave, you didn't read this? I hadn't got around to reading it yet. It's it was really it's, good. I mean, look at that. Look right at now. that Epting art, yeah. dude. I mean, but I just I haven't gotten to read it yet. So good. I. I yeah, very good story. Uh, this is something that Taylor will probably read. He'll trade weight it. Probably. Uh, just because it's, you know, one of those independent books. But, yeah, fantastic read. Everybody should pick up Telepaths at AWA. What was that other book that JMS did with the uh, the superheroes and shit at AWA? With the Resistance? Oh, yeah, it was just yeah. okay for me. You know, yeah, this, this seems like it's a lot better. Uh, awesome. That's our show, everybody. We appreciate you hanging out. Uh, come back. We'll be doing some more tomorrow night for our uh, Monday night show, Labor Day, Monday night preview show. Uh, we got all kinds of shit going on. Go to OutrightGeekery.com for links to all of that stuff on social media and things like that. The Bullies will have a show scheduled for midnight tonight, uh, Central Time. Definitely get in there if you're off tomorrow. I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to be hammered, but I'm going to try to make it. and probably make the show better. I mean, yeah, that's a whole other way to watch it, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Big Willie's got stuff going on all throughout the week. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. But most of all, thanks to these jokers for hanging out with this joker. You're no problemo. Welcome. We're going to do it again. Well, Taylor did such a good job last time. It was just yeah, I, I actually heard him. <laughs> he actually did a pretty good one. I, I We're going to do it again heard. next time. Same geek time. Same geek Ooh, channel. channel. We, we, we didn't harm. Oh, in harmony. I love it. We didn't sync up very well, I thought. It worked. I'm speaker, right speaker. <laughs> <laughs>